Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how you can wreck your life. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about a few ways that you can really wreck your life. And we could probably make the whole podcast just listing ways to ruin a life. That's in some ways the study of history. But today, we're going to focus on six of what I consider the big ones. We know that we have an all-forgiving God. 1 John 1.9 assures us that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God is patiently waiting to forgive. But we know that the world isn't always so patient. God may forgive us our sins, but we still feel their consequences here on earth. That reality adds a layer of absurdity to the question Paul answers in Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? And Paul said, by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Should we keep on sinning because we are saved by grace and not by works? Paul asks. God forbid. Of course not. Sin has consequence. Fortunately, our God is willing to free us from the sentence of death that once was hanging around our necks, but sin can still destroy our lives. So what can do this type of damage and how do we avoid it? First, we can destroy our lives by doing whatever we like. As Dr. Seuss told us, we have brains in our heads and feet in our shoes. We can steer ourselves any direction we choose, but sometimes the way we choose isn't the right way. There are many who will tell you to follow your heart. God isn't one of them. In his word, we're told that the heart is deceitful above all things in Jeremiah 17, 9. The decisions you make today will affect your tomorrow. Proverbs 14, 15 warns us that the prudent give thought to their steps. A quick way to run your life is to follow the whims of your heart. But logic and reason aren't going to yield any better of a result either. In 1 Corinthians 1, it says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? In other words, don't trust your heart or your head, but instead put your trust in God. Instead of doing whatever you like, do what God would have you do. Second, we can make a wreck of our lives by starting an addiction. Again, we have a compassionate, forgiving God. He will forgive the sins committed as the result of addiction, and he will give us the strength to overcome addiction, whether it's alcohol, a drug, pornography, money, anything else. When we turn to him, he gives us the strength to overcome that, but that will not always undo all the damage. Addictions kill. They can kill you, and they certainly kill relationships and opportunities, but every addiction requires a spark and fuel. You've got to start an unhealthy behavior or start making a healthy behavior unhealthy for addiction to begin. That's the spark, and you have to feed that addiction, throwing fuel on the fire. That's how you destroy your life. 1 Corinthians 10.13 assures us that no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. With God, 
Addiction doesn't have to destroy your life. He has provided a way so that you can endure, but you have to turn to him. Third, you can ruin your life by doing everything on your own. God didn't design us to be alone. And trying to live in this world alone is just foolish. You need help. Sticking your head in the sand and saying you have everything under control is probably the quickest way towards ruin there is. We need accountability. We need encouragement. And we need people that we can use as examples in our lives. That's why God created us to live in a community with others. Proverbs chapter 12 tells us whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. We need to surround ourselves with people who will reprove us. Trying to go through life alone is, in the words of the proverb, stupid. Fourth, you can destroy your life by picking the wrong friends. So yes, you need a community because you shouldn't go through life alone, but you need to be careful about which community you pick. The people we surround ourselves with influence us whether we like it or not. They are like a a river flowing through a canyon. It doesn't matter how strong the stone is, with time and enough water, the stone will wear down. We adopt the ideas and the worldviews and the languages and, and the attitudes of the people we're around. Proverbs 13, 20 warns us that if we walk with the wise, we will become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. We need support from other people, but If we befriend fools, we'll quickly become like them. Fifth, we can wreck our life by living beyond our means. God forgives sin, but he doesn't forgive interest. Putting yourself in debt is a risky proposition. Proverbs 22.7 says that debt enslaves us to a lender. And when we live outside what we can afford, we create distractions for ourselves from our service to God. Our idolatry of success and image and and comfort tempts us to think that we need to do a whole lot more than we actually do. Letting that burden go and making the decision to live within what we can provide for ourselves is a freeing idea and it's one that God demands from us. Sixth, you can be self-centered. Put your blinders on. Look in the mirror. You are the only one left in the whole world. Everything revolves around you. That mindset will destroy you too. We are not here for ourselves. We are here to glorify God. And we do that by emulating his self-sacrificial love for others. We focus our attention on others and love them because that's what Christ did for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But also, we recognize the practical destructive nature of self-centeredness. We are all in need of help sometimes. We all need love. We all need compassion. So if we we remain focused on ourselves, we're never going to build up a network of support that can offer that to us. When a crisis happens, we're going to be left looking around at an empty room. But when we follow Christ's example and turn our attention to others instead, when it does feel like we've earned our life, we'll have a loving community to help us get through it. Our God is one of forgiveness, but he does not want us to continue sinning so that grace may abound. Sin has consequences. And even after their forgiveness, we still feel the reality of that. So plan accordingly. Don't wait to turn your life over to God and let him start directing 
your paths. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.